Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. You know, you may have heard that old saying back in the day, there's only two things sure in life, Fuller, death and taxes. But today we're asking the question, is there more to life than death and taxes? So Fuller, you ready to have this conversation? Let's go. Let's go. Mark Hyde, what's going on? What's up, Robotic Fuller? <laughs> Bro, we are pre-caffeinated oh, for this episode. We are overly caffeinated. We are for ready the first to episode. rock and roll. Okay, so before we jump in, I just gotta I gotta call a spade to spade real quick before okay. well before I do All that right. deal of prep. Did you know that Spotify has like comments on their episodes? I read your comment or your post on the Facebook group page, which if you haven't joined already, jump over to Facebook. Real Talk Christian Podcast community and join now. Well yes. over a thousand people over there hanging out and there's new posts every single day. Oh, there's, there's so fun, many posts. There's memes, there's questions. There's, there's so many posts I can't even keep up with them. I can't. And so ridiculous. if you've made posts and you're asking questions and folder, which uh, let's be honest, the, the group's not about us. It's guys. not. It's, it's about, about the you community. And it's about you guys connecting. So That's if your boys about. don't respond, it's because um we we missed it. So yes. I, I try really hard to get all you of them. You are way better at it than but, I am. But either way, so now Spotify has this thing where you can we can actually put our own questions into our episodes. I saw that. And so there's an automatic one of like, what do you think of the episode? And there's been a lot of comments, which is awesome. I'm like, I, I didn't know this was a thing. But I can't see them because I you're had a, the host. Well well, uh, I'll I'll give you the password. So but it's not on Spotify. You have to go into the official uh, Spotify for podcasters uh, portal because I was trying to see I'm like okay so how many reviews we got over there because it doesn't tell us anymore it just says like 1.1 thousand and which is still yeah. pretty dope um, so I was like you know I just want to see what it does like what's the back end look like because sure, it tells you how sure. many starts up of episodes how many full plays how many people and, and I mean I think I'll have to look the numbers of how many individual people have at least listened to an episode is right. staggering like I, I'm going to look between episodes, but so there's it's been comments. And so there's been a lot of comments that have been like reviews. So if we haven't oh. read your review and you left it on there on Spotify, please email it to us. So we know, cause that's yeah. pretty sneaking dope. But a lot of people are like, man, cut to the banter. We don't want the banter. We don't get right to the episode, which we feel you. But if you want to get right to the, to the real conversation, go listen to a sermon. Well, so but, here, <laughs> but here, here's, yeah, we're, we're doing this. In the words of Zoe, this is, this Zoe Reagan. Is, this is the worship section right here. That's now. true. No, but if you don't like listening to the banter, here's a quick tip for you. Maybe we should put this at the beginning of every episode. Go or ahead and just skip, write it. Go ahead and skip through to like about 15. minute 15. And you're pretty close right around there because usually about 15 to 20 minutes most of the time. Yeah. So. so if you're new to the podcast, this is maybe your first couple episodes. The whole purpose of, of what we do here is we want to hang out with you guys. We want to be your morning yeah. commute. We want to be your morning talk show. I mean, shoot, even Jimmy Fallon does his little mono like those aren't very good always I, but his little monologues at the beginning of of late night but my, you know my favorite late night television monologue ish type thing jay leno no oh conan o'brien's in the year 2000 in the year it was before y2k and then it went after y2k and okay. then there was a song where one of the band guys used to go in the year 2000 in the year 2000 and then they would do like in the year 2000 
Like I remember, and it was pretty funny because it was. It was Did almost, you watch this live? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I stayed up late for Bruh, it. I was like eight, but it's like or in, nine. The, in the year two thousand, there will be flying cars. Oh no, wait, that was in the year ten thousand. <laughs> it's like <laughs> in the year two thousand. Dude, Conan had some, Conan was the man of late night. Yeah, it was awesome. Man. And then you know, Jay Leno was always a steady guy. David Letterman was a steady guy. Right. Um, and then Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Took over, like oh, he dude, swept his, it because of his, car- his karaoke stuff. Have you ever like the carpool? Oh, no, no, carpool karaoke is uh, no, that's, uh James Corbin. Yeah, which he's been in a whole heap of issues lately. And he stole that from from Jimmy Fallon. Used to have the mashup karaoke where they do like some weird subject, and then they had to oh, sing yeah, it to yeah, a yeah, certain yeah. song. It was great. So. And so Jimmy Fallon was like the OG. Now his stuff with Justin Timberlake, like him and JT way back <sighs> in the day. Dude, that stuff was golden. Oh man, I love Absolute it. Absolute gold. So him and J, him and JT always do them spoofs of like when they were younger yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, well, the like summer camp. Yeah, the summer the camp. Summer camp. Oh man, <laughs> coming out of Africa. <laughs> it was that great, was some man. good stuff. But you know, the point of this, the, not the point of the banter, but it's really the idea of the fact of we've had so many of you guys reach out to us in the Facebook group, email, text, whatever. You guys, you know, I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys as yeah. friends. So if you're new to the episode. Buckle up. We're hyper. We got caffeine. We got crazy, stupid stuff to talk about. Yeah. Well, well we also get into the good conversations. And I too. think Sabrina, Sabrina's on our Facebook group page. Sabrina's and, and, an OG. Come on yeah. now. And so she she put it best when she said, well, you know, what it is is it's cool to have the banter. Uh, it's us hanging out. We want to become friends with you guys, and this is kind of your way to get to know us. It's true. And then it helps kind of ease us in because a lot of our topics are pretty heavy topics. Some are, are pretty light. but And sometimes I'm trying to avoid them, getting into the topic. A lot of them are, <laughs> are pretty heavy topics, so it's just something light and airy to get us going, and then, and then we throw the baby at you. Not literally, but you know what I mean. I, so, I, I do find, you know, I'm, I'm scrolling through all the comments right now. Um, I will say Carissa probably nailed it. She goes, I like the banter for the new episodes that come out. But if I'm going back to listen to the old ones, I skip the banter and get right to the meat. <laughs> Whoa. That's because the banter back then was like, hey, Mark, how are you today? Which is why I did that in the beginning. It's like very <laughs> cut and dry. We listened to uh, last week. We pulled up episode one just to listen to the like the first intro. And it's like. Welcome to a Real Talk Christian Podcast for drink coffee and have a real conversation on faith and culture society. I'm Mark Hyde, and this is Chris Fuller. And today's episode, we're going to talk about this. So, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing really good. Good. So Let's today, jump in the episode. So today's episode, we're talking about, and it's yep. like, it was like, pff, like a whiplash almost. And so it just. I will crack. Yeah. It does crack it was, me up. Though, it was honestly man. your idea to bring kind of like the banter of like, hey, let's let well, we people get to know us a right, little bit. Right, yeah. And so and this I to be a game. Yeah, it started off as a game. And now it's just kind of like we did banter and game for a while. And that seemed to get really long. And now it's just like kind of banter. And we ask weird questions and talk about weird things. And kind of Normally it starts with one of us saying or doing something stupid. And then I chase that rabbit down a hole. That's well, kind of what it ends up being. Okay, you're giving away our secret formula. Oh, my banter. Bad. But my no, bad. we always claim to be the Ryan and Kelly of podcasts. It's very obvious who's who. Yeah. I'm Michael Strahan. So, no. <laughs> I thought you were Gilman. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Gilman? I think we've had this conversation before. We probably have. But, you know, there's a lot of people where it's like, even Beth was like, you know, sometimes I love it. Then there's other times where she's like, if I wasn't married to you, I'd kill you right now. Like, yeah. oh, thanks, babe. Love you, you too. You know, maybe, she didn't say that. Maybe she in the show notes, that. I'll start putting for her. If you want to skip past the banter at Go the very end. Minute mark 15. Yeah, just start marking it. But, you know, so we are, I mean, we got to be somewhere in season five at this point. But we are pre- yeah. prepping for Revive Fest. So we were having Data all these conversations yeah. to get ready for Revive Fest. And uh, my coffee's gone. I I don't I don't have well. Anymore. So so data recording. We're seven days out from Revive Fest. July fourteenth. Oh, it's my brother's birthday. My baby brother. Happy birthday. My baby brother's. Oh shoot. How old are you now, bro? Twenty twenty six. Are you? No. No. John. No. Chris. Oh, Chris. Chris is your baby. Is brother? he twenty five? I don't. Why are you asking me, bro? Oh shoot. 
I can't Snap. believe. You. Did you wish him a happy birthday? Lisa? I did. I texted right. him. I, I actually sent him a real text, not a group message. Wow. Not a Facebook comment underneath Jamie's post of him. Not just one of the the gifs that's like happy birthday, Sparkle. No, I said happy birthday, and Jamie got him a shirt that said tattoos are for felons, and like in a weird like that's stupid phenomenal. funny fun because he has like he has tats all over his that's arms. Phenomenal. And, yeah, he's got he's got some unique. So he yeah, has some cool. He's got some cool ones. Anyways, but <laughs> but anywho, so um so but you know to lean into the coffee that we're drinking, all I have to say is. Fuller finally made vitamin water coffee for me. I did. I made flavor. It wasn't so strong where I thought I was growing hair. So I did. You know, you know those saying like, "I'll put some hair on your." I chest. did like two less scoops than what I normally do, and I, I compared to the rest of like my in laws, I make the coffee weak, and Janelle hates it. She's like, you "Wait, make wait, 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 wait." So, so the coffee that we naturally drink is weak coffee to Janelle and her family. Does she drink like pure molasses or sludge? <laughs> it's, it's thick. Let me tell you. And I was like, Janelle, go to the, go to Pilot for that. If you want some trucker so, stop coffee? Go to Pilot's or Love. No, she man. likes she likes good coffee, but she likes it full body thick. Oh, that's all. Oh, <laughs> that's why she likes the fuller. <laughs> no, but. So, so so I made it even weaker. <laughs> I'm just moving Janiel, on past Janiel, it. Janiel likes she likes she likes her salsa and, and her coffee. coffee, thick and chunky, <laughs> thick, full bodied, <laughs> thick and full body. But yeah, anyway, so full city rose. Baby. So I make it weaker than her, and I'm like, okay, this is tolerable. And you're like, that's too strong. And so I made it even weaker. Well, yeah, because it tastes like syrup. It's like six scoops it's like less medicine. than what Janiel does. It tastes like hey, here's some Pepto Bismol no, for your coffee. No, it doesn't. It tastes like. Chewing a coffee bean. That's what it tastes I, like. I just poured water all over me because I was laughing too hard. <laughs> so I was like, I peed myself. But, but so you made it mark level. So I did. I'm not going to lie. It it's, was good. Your coffee's always good. I drink that way too fast and my tongue yeah. is burnt now. Ooh. Because I drink it way. Well, it's also the Yeti. It's, oh, it's yeah, you know. Yeah. But so either way, so so we're drinking that's the same stuff from a local coffee shop yeah, by Tacoa uh, Coffee. Tacoa Coffee. And they make the a heritage. special blend for that coffee shop. Yeah, the, the Heritage Meeting House. Right over there. Uh, which is right down the road from us. And which it's, I, have, I have to go to Advance Auto anyways tomorrow morning, so I might have to swing you, by You should swing house. by. It's I pretty, should. It's pretty awesome, man. It's a good place to go. Well, you'd probably like it to go Ooh, there and do Actually, some work. I'm going to uh, Delightful Delightful Donuts tomorrow up at that new donut shop Ooh, in Edwardsburg. We're going there tomorrow morning. it was phenomenal. Beth, I think so, your wife said it was phenomenal. Yep, and because Beth is from Knoxville, which if you don't know Knoxville, they are weirdly obsessive about their donuts and so because they they're from the went, south but no, no but the people who started that went to knoxville and did donut hop shop like donut shop and hopping. found the best and so and brought it back I'm so not she's like this is the best donut since so i've left knoxville I, I broke i broke my diet today and some guy brought in donuts for us at work but that's loving your neighbor it is you know that's that's and not breaking it i think that's what jesus so, would want you to do well i always so me and my neighbor joked that uh you know calories don't exist on christmas and thanksgiving so i'm gonna say it for and that too anytime <laughs> you at chick-fil-a yeah right that's god's food that's God, Anyways, that's holy. So this sanctified. this donut was the best donut I've ever had. And where was it, it from? It, I, I was someplace up in Lansing. Lansing, Michigan? Yeah. Why it, the heck did they bring donuts from because Lansing? Because that's where he's from. So he stopped and swung down here from Lansing, this guy. What? That, yep. And so the donut was it was maple. It was like a maple long job with no filling. But was really it good. bacon? And it had bacon covered in bacon. This and I was is, like, oh. You, you know that's Beth's favorite, right? Oh, dude. It was bacon and maple donut. That is it Beth's was, favorite it donut. was a smoked bacon too so it was like had the smoke it wasn't overly smoky it had a nice smoked bacon flavored with like a slight sweet to it from the maple it was like heaven i'm in heaven i feel really bad for jews my my arteries my arteries just went we're gonna kill you or, or they worshiping <laughs> jesus with you <laughs> but yeah so uh donuts there yeah they're so we're really excited for that but, but at some point i'll get over that coffee shop but dude i will say this is probably one of the better 
yeah, coffees good, I've had. It's a good coffee. Not that you make bad coffee, but this make, is really good, good. This is a good flavored water. But so anyways. Did we, did we talk at all last week? But we talked about gas station coffees last week, yes. right? Yep, we already covered like, We've that. already covered gas station coffees, other coffees. We covered yeah. it so all. So why don't we jump into the review because... You know, we got a lot going on tonight, and it's this is going to hopefully be a good conversation. I, I hope it is. I'm looking forward to death and taxes, or is there more to life? <laughs> I was about to say, you might want to check yourself before you wreck yourself, there, homie. Like so, nobody wants taxes. So, but before we get into that conversation, Mark, we have another review to read, and Ooh. again, we love reading the reviews because if you're tuning in now, where oh, by the way, this is minute twelve and a half, so we can go ahead and <laughs> mark the twelve and a half down, so I know to put it in the show notes, okay. and then that way, so people can pick up here but uh the reviews you guys leave help us get into the ears of other listeners if you haven't left a review please leave a review to help get the message out and uh if you like the podcast especially even if you don't like the podcast we'll read your review if you leave a review we still do give away mini swag bags reach out to us in a dm or on uh, messenger or with the 2.0 maybe the oh we have new stickers dude aren't those swag bags i was thinking about buying more they're pretty they're pretty dope they're pretty dope. It's a secret sticker. Okay, keep it's going. A, it's a secret stash. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you guys wouldn't mind leaving us a review, we'd really appreciate it. And today's review comes from 3637294. What's the song? Seven, uh, 36793. Oh, no, wait. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Stacy, I got your number. I'm going to make you mine. 8675309. Okay. That's I wasn't sure if that was that number no. or if this is someone's cell that we it got. Someone's got to call so, it. I, Someone call this number and find out. 363-7294. What's the area code, though? That's the thing. I don't know. So anyways, it says, I just want to say that I appreciate you guys and the quality of the content. It's so nice to have a show that builds me up and that discusses issues that actually matter. Question or discussion idea. Ooh, I like this one. John chapter 8, the woman caught in adultery. Why didn't Jesus condemn her if he came to fulfill the law? Also, I know there's no answer. If you had to guess, what did Jesus write on the ground? Love the show. Whoa. Can I, can, I, can I blow some brains? Let's blow it. Most people don't even think that was in the original Greek. I know. When I first read that, I was like, what? They thought that was added in the late second century, was it? I don't remember the time frame, but it's more the idea of, because there's other... There's people, I, and I'm not... Look, yeah. I, I still hold true to if it's in our our Bible that I'm going to believe that right, God's Right, because if we believe the Holy reason. Spirit sanctifies it exactly. and sets it apart. But I, it, almost, in, in my idea why he didn't, it was the fact that if he goes, well, there's no accusers. So And and she's a victim. In my opinion, she was a victim. Well, and again... She the, was set up. And like, where's the dude? What was the... Where's the dude? What was the purpose of the law? It was to point to Christ. That's why he was the fulfillment of the law. It wasn't like, hey, I'm coming down as a rule. You got to follow the rules. That's that's what the Pharisees thought and they were called whitewashed tombs. it shows that tombs. we stand before a holy God yep. condemned. And him coming to fulfill the law by shedding his blood on the cross, she was no longer condemned. What is that? Romans chapter 8, verse 1. I think that's what it is. But, I'm going to read but, it. But, you know, the other thing that I want to know, too, too, with this is the fact yeah. that she was she was caught butt naked or buck, buck naked. She was caught and then dragged at the feet oh, of Jesus. Oh, and my question hey. is, is, A, who set her up for that? Y'all nasty. And then number two, where's the dude? Because even in this culture, the dude had a lot more weight of responsibility. So if this was a setup just to get her caught, All right. my opinion is, is she, I mean, she did what was wrong, yes. But I, and I'm not trying to play a victim mentality, but I'm also like, she was set up to fail. And Jesus said, I know everyone hates you and wants to see you fail, but I'm going to restore you as right. my own. It was a, it was a lesson Damn. to them and a lesson to her. But Romans chapter 8, verse 1 says, Therefore, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, because the law of the Spirit 
of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law mm. and of sin and of death. Come That's on. Eight chapter or right, verse chapter eight verses one and two. And of if Romans. you free, you free indeed. You free. I'm free at last. Free at last. Thank, Thank God. I'm free at last. That's I, Mel Gibson. Yeah, and Braveheart. Was that? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, I think that it was wasn't. Martin Luther King was, Jr. Wasn't it? I think I, that's what it was. Yeah, it was not Mel Gibson. Free at last. He just yelled free freedom really I, loud. Yeah, freedom. As you saw his, his intestines laid on the show. But either way, whoever you are, three six three seven two nine four. <laughs> Thank you for the review. And, and hit you, a brother up at the email. We'll get some stuff out to you. Yes. Uh, all right. So, so with this conversation, I'll do a little setup for you. Okay. Right, so set it up, you my know, friend. growing up, there's that old conversation around the idea. There's you know, old there's only religion? two. No, no, no. There's only two things that are sure in life. Death and taxes. And fun fact, you know who said that quote? Benjamin Franklin. Well, people think he jacked it off somebody else. Oh, but but okay. so he was the one who wrote it down because he was actually talking about the Constitution. Or I, th- I think he was talking about the Constitution, the fact that the Constitution, as much as we've done, we know it's a great document, but we know there's going to be changes because the only thing that's really sure in life is death and taxes. Like that was the, was the reference point. And so there's always that idea in the back of my mind of like, okay, so we're going to die and we're going to pay taxes. But when you think about life that way, that doesn't sound really fun. Like, all right, so your whole excess, like your whole existence is to live to give money to the government. And then at some point you bounce from life. <laughs> that's a t- that sounds wonderful. That's a very Why pes- would anybody That's a very pessimistic view of life, isn't it? <laughs> I'm a I, I'm an optimist. I, I have learned as I gotten older, I'm an optimistic pessimist, which is not always a great place to be. I'm I'm honest with you. I'm I'm the glass is half empty, but it, isn't that, it hopefully it'll fill back up. That's a, you're, so you're saying you're an oxymoron is what you're saying. Yep. Like that's what an if oxymoron, I'm right? You're, you're like you're you're like hoping for the best and hoping for the or knowing that there's going to be the worst at the same time. Yep. <laughs> kind of thing like <laughs> Yeah. Okay. There, there's a song, cautiously optimistic, and like that's song went fire on TikTok and Instagram, and that's kind of my vibe. Of yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm an optimistically, or I'm, I'm an optimistic pessimist. That's and that's when I'm not in a good spot in life, right? So, so you yeah. know, you know, the, and the older I get, the more I'm like, is this really all there is to life? Because you know, when you're in your teens or when you're a kid, you know, you're looking forward to basketball and sports and friends, dude. And girls you're just looking and for work the, and college. You're looking and, for hanging out with your friends, right? And, like there's so much food. to live for. You see everything out there and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And then when you get to college, you're like, yo, I'm studying for my career. I got it. Then you leave college. At least for me, I left college. I'm like, yo, I'm finally in the career that I want to be. And I'm working towards a master's and degree. Here come the bills. And I got that. And then, you know, then I'm looking for, you know, ordination as a pastor. And I got that. Then all of a sudden, here I am at 31 going, so is there more? Like, like, I don't know. I'm not having like the, I'm not having a midlife crisis. I'm having a, I'm 30. You're, I'm starting to understand that there's kids that are coming up. I have a mm. daughter entering junior high school now. I'm staring down the barrel of that. I have a whole bunch of kids. I'm starting to understand what it's like to be a parent. And then I see my mom and my in-laws going, you, you were here when I was there. So I'm about to be there. And that's, that's wild to me. And so, you know, I've been asking the question a lot of times about like, okay, so what is really the purpose of life? And I've been asking that question and, you know, as a Christian, I understand and I can give you the Christian answer of what the purpose of life is, right? right? It's to honor God with your life. And one day Jesus will come back, make all things new. But to be honest with you, lately, we talked about this at the beginning, uh, before we recorded, I've been struggling with not me, but like we get struggles in the, just the monotony of the day to day, you know? 
you wake up, you take care of the kids, you go to work. Well, at least for me, I take care of, you know, the kids, I go to work, I grind at work and then I eat dinner and then we're, you know, just chilling. And then I got to feed Lennox. And then all of a sudden it's midnight because his feeding stakes so butt long. And then I fall asleep and I do it again and just over and over and over. Yep. And I'm dealing with, you know, clients. I'm dealing with frustrations. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with kids. It's to the point where I know what's the right thing to do as a dad and as a husband, as a father, but I'm, I'm so exhausted. And sometimes we start to ask these questions of like, is this it now? You know, Beth has to remind me a lot of times of, at least for me that I'm, I'm living someone's dream life mm. and, and mm. I'm living a, a life that, that we have, you know, strived for and attempted to have, and we're finally there. But so many times, you know, when we get stuck in the middle of the day to day in the monotony of all the different things, it's so easy to just feel like the grind has no purpose mm. and it's meaningless. And it's just like, is this really all there is to life? And I feel like this is where a lot of people get into trouble with life and they're bored where, you know, they're bored with their spouse they're bored with their jobs. They're bored with their kids. And so they try and their, their grass isn't as green as it used to be. And we put all this work in and it's like, man, I've done all this work and I look back and I'm like, man, that's a lot of grind for a whole lot of nothing, but that looks like a lot of fun over there. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people, when they get stuck in this reality of life, that a, a, a few things kind of happen. One is they either potentially blow up their life because they think there's something better out there. Mm -hmm. Two, they just keep the grind and become really, 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 really grumpy all the time. Mm -hmm. Or three, they have that, existential crisis of, okay, if I'm going to do it, it's all or nothing. Let's get after it. Let's do something about this. Like, I mean, or they just get hobbies like World War II or smoking meat. Like those are the other two hobbies when you become a 30 year old man. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did, That's TikTok. Wait, what? So TikTok, when you're, when you, when you reach 30, you only, you only have two choices, become obsessed with World War II history or smoking some meat. Like <laughs> it's the joke when you get to this age because well, I all guess of I a sudden meat. <laughs> you have enough history to think about it. You, sure. like, you know, you can reminisce on the past and stick in the past and think, oh, it's so hard right now. But then as you, as the days go on, the years go on, nothing ever changes. And so it just gets exhausting. And so it kind of makes you ask the question of, okay, so really what am I living for? What am I trying to obtain for? Are you trying to now obtain for career goals? But when you do that, you got to put your family on hold. Do you obtain for family goals? Do you obtain for hobbies, all these different things. And sure. it kind of, and I, 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 hopefully people are kind of tracking with me on this idea. The fact of sometimes when we're living in the day out day in, day out monotony, we mentally know what the meaning of life is in God. We, we understand our, the Christian world, but it's hard to go from knowing it to feeling it and believing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you know, and to that, I would say that there's probably a big group of people out there that feel that way. And then on the flip side, there's another group out there that doesn't feel that way at all. They're right. very optimistic about, like Beth, you said, it, well, you know, so you're living somebody else's dream. That's a very optimistic point of view. It really is. And mm -hmm. and we need both sides of that. We need the, the side for the people that are in the monotony to have those people that are like, hey, sunshines and rainbows. Like you're living somebody's dream to remind us of that because it is true. There's way worse situations out there than what we have. And, and sometimes we forget about that. But then again, that shouldn't dismiss the way we are feeling, right? right? So so there is that side of things too. But anyway, go on. And, and, and I'm okay going completely off script because I don't have a, a huge script. And this is more. This was designed to be more of a sure, conversation sure. between two buddies. And so, but there's also that level of, as Christians, you know, like if, hopefully if, if, if people listen to the show, they've been listening to a long time, or, or if you're new to the show, I don't want to just assume you know everything there is about Christianity if you're seeking seeking to understand what's going on. Sure. But as Christians, we have been taught that 
we are supposed to honor God in everything that we do. First mm-hmm. Corinthians 10 31, whether, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Right. That's what we're supposed to do. But then there's the question of the struggle of, okay, so, but what if I'm struggling with the question of, well, is God really real? Mm. How does, mm-hmm. how does this work mm-hmm. in, in the day out and day in and day out? If we're supposed to enjoy God and know him forever, what's the purpose of, the mm-hmm. weird blip mm-hmm. it here where, you know, there's there's always two dates on everyone's tombstone. And so what are you doing living in the line? Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. if, if we're supposed to know God and enjoy him forever, but he's not even here, what's the purpose of this life? And so there's a lot of people who I would say more going into the revelations talk mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, pre, uh, pre-trib, pre pre-mill. Well, this world's going to hell in a handbasket. I'm just waiting for it to explode. Like there's that mm-hmm. type of mentality mm-hmm. of, you know what, we're just going to shield ourselves and like and protect ourselves from all of that over there. And that doesn't matter. Then there's the other side of the equation. People are like, you know what, we're here to do something about it. So let's go, you know, look and, and not just in a, in a gospel way, but literally in a, let's just go dig wells. Let's build benches. Let's clean up the city. Cause we want to mm. make this world a nice friendly place, whether for mm-hmm, Christians mm-hmm. or not, they can do whatever they want to do, but we're going to make this a nice place for everyone to live and enjoy their life while they're here and almost step into the whole you know, you, the, your, the stomach is for the food and food for the stomach, you know, mm-hmm. eat, drink, be merry, whatever, or, you know, for tomorrow, it doesn't really matter. Or, you know, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And the idea is the fact of we're living here, we're right here right now for this physical life. And this is all there is. Mm-hmm. So therefore let's try to make it the best we can for everybody and not even mm-hmm. think of the eternal mm-hmm. of, of what's going on and, and finding that balance in the middle. And, so to, to kind of start the conversation, you know, I actually was trying to figure out less about what Christians had to say about the purpose of life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and more about what secular sources said about the purpose of life. And I okay. read article after article after article about here's what all the purpose of life is, or here's seven ways to find purpose for your life. Cause you know, when we're talking about, is there more to life than just death and taxes? We're talking about not necessarily finding God's will for your life, but finding purpose in the life that God gave you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about career success or, you know, sports or money or luxury. Um, one of the, the, the coaches that I listened to for my own business, she was talking about the, the fact of you don't need to be ashamed to live a rich, comfortable, frivolous life because you earned it, you deserve it. And like there, there's a big mentality around that in the world of literally we have what we have right here. When we die, we don't know what's going to happen. So just live for right here, right now, but also take care of charities and take other people around you. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But if, if this is all going to not, if it's all just going to waste, there is the question of, from a pessimist side of why are we doing all this? There's also the evolutionary side where it's you know, survival of the fittest. So if you really want to live into that worldview, all the, the homeless people, why don't you just ax them off? Because honestly, they're not the fittest. So sorry, that sucks. And well, again, I'm not, again, I'm just so you know, I'm not saying that's okay. Well, and again, if I'm you, not saying that's okay, if you, if you have that viewpoint of there's nothing after this, right. And live for the here and now it goes into the question of morality at that point for me. Right. And okay. And, what do you mean by that morality? So, so the morality question is what makes right and wrong? If, if this is just living for now and there's nothing after this, what what dictates right and wrong? Morality. And and who says what you're, you think is right and wrong is what is what has to apply to what I think is right and wrong or applies to Stalin or Hitler or that rapist that's in jail on death row or or that murderer, that you know, serial killer. You know, so who, who, who sets the standards if there's no standards, right? If there's nothing out there, if there's nothing past this life, if it truly is hopeless it's 
live, eat, and be merry, and die, and that's it, then at that point, it throws everything about life up in the air. And it's every man for himself and survival of the fittest. And I don't know if if, if people are trying to find a purpose in the life, leaning into that, each person has a different definition of what the purpose of life mm-hmm. is. So who's but, to say that your opinion's right and mine's wrong? Right. Well, and that's where as a you Christian, know, if I want to be a, if if my purpose in life is to be a world leader and a dictator, who are you to tell me no? And if my my purpose in life is to to be a warlock, <laughs> dressed in a cape <laughs> and going, <"Hoo-hoo!" laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, just, I mean, Comic Cons this week. So. I had. A, I, that's exactly what I was thinking of. If that's my, there was a guy, side story. It's not me chasing a squirrel, guys. It's me. There was a a person in in this town I grew up in. (laughs) They'll remain nameless. But there was a guy who literally walked around with a stick trying to cast spells all the time. And it was just like, wow. Okay. Were shrooms involved? I, I don't know uh, he seemed pretty stable. Oh, okay. So I don't know if, or he's one of those guys who just lives for the reaction. Yeah, and be like, let's yeah. see and what you guys do. And maybe that's what it do. was. But it, to me, it was like, oh, okay, alrighty then. I mean, hey, all right, Gandalf, <laughs> how you doing, bro? How you doing, Bobo? <laughs> Can you make some fireworks so when jump I said on that, that stick? When I said that, that's that's, what I was that's what you were thinking. Yeah, sorry. So you know, so after reading all these articles, you know, I, yeah. I pulled one from uh, the Reader's Digest, which Ooh. my mom used to have always have Reader Digest in the bathroom growing up as kids. We had our <laughs> daily bread and Reader Digest in the bathroom. That's what we had growing up. I don't know what you had. And Star- bottles stark difference between the two but okay that's what mama had and, and sometimes uh what, what's the home home goods magazine or we, whatever we always had national geographic in our bathroom growing up yeah no i didn't have that they're like hey if you're gonna sit here on the potty you're gonna learn something or shampoo <laughs> bottles that's the other thing too right so you know in, in, a, in a quote from uh reader's digest of what is the purpose of life you know the question chart is what is the purpose of life there are many answers to this age-old question as there are people and they run the gamut from hostful a hopeful to um, nihilistic to, well, non-existent. Here are a few famous examples. You ready? Let's hear them. So Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, the Schwarzenegger punch of pepperoni through your head. Sorry. Huh? That's another joke. Go on. I, I don't get that one. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger said it's all about action and winning. He says the meaning of life is not simply to exist, to survive, but to move ahead, I can picture the Terminator can, saying it. To move you, ahead, can you do it in the voice? Absolutely not. Let's hear it. No, well, just just look. It's I, a, I can't do it. Just try it. Let's because I want to hear your your Arnold impersonation. Can you dunk a basketball? Sure. What? Sure. I can't do. Uh, no, I, I can't even do it. Um, <laughs> but to move ahead, I see. I can't even do it. Make fun of me. I can't do it. You, you got to get like this and be like the meaning of life is not simply to exist, to survive, but to move ahead, to go, to achieve, to conquer. That was a little. Awkward. That was impressive, though. <laughs> That's, That's about a Terminator <laughs> as it gets. Now, the 16th century French writer and philosopher. Francois Rabe- oh, I don't know. Rebellious. Rebellious was less certain, saying that the purpose of life is to seek the great, perhaps. Just to seek the great, perhaps. American author and okay. mythologist Joseph Campbell managed to define it both very broadly, yet very personally. Life has no meaning, he says. Each of us has meaning, and we bring it to life. It's a waste to be asking the question when you are the answer. That's about as philosophy as it gets. Uh, there is no meaning to life. You are the answer to your own question, and so you are the meaning to your life, so go live it. Which, then the question is, okay, so whose meaning of life is right or wrong, and how do you uh, balance this in a society? And how, can, how can you say that 
somebody like Hitler's meaning of life was wrong at that point. Yep. And then there's my favorite quote. I use this one all the time from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, right. Author Douglas Adam Families calculated the answer of the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything is 42. Then he added, that's the answer. Unfortunately, no one knows what the question is. <laughs> that what, was brilliantly written. I'm what, not going to lie. What's Jackie Robertson's number? 42. There's your answer to life. There you go. Um, Boom. And then when it continues <laughs> on, it says, but the point isn't what other people, and it says even famous people think the answer is. It's how you answer that question for yourself, says Ryan McAlley Lentz, PhD co-author of Life Worth Living, a guide that matters most, and the associate director of the Yale Center for Faith and Culture. The point isn't what other people think the answer is to the purpose of life. It's how you answer that question for yourself. And then the article, um, that part ends with, we don't just ask about the purpose in life as a matter of curiosity. Like we might ask about how many stars there are in the galaxy. Um, we ask because the question matters to us individually. He says, each of us lives one life, our own. What we're looking for um, isn't just generic purpose, but the purpose of that one and only life. Did our YouTube feed go down? Well, it says we're still it going. It says your internet went poop. Oh, uh, we're offline. The internet crashed in your house. Your house internet crashed. That's a first. That's a first. So we're just going to keep rolling with what we got. Yeah, Sounds sure. good. Sounds okay, good. So It'll come back eventually. Hopefully. Maybe this, maybe. Is, maybe this is the purpose of OBS. Forgot, but, forgot but, to pay the bill. <laughs> but so, so after reading all of this, of what the Reader's Digest says is the purpose of life, it mm -hmm. really stops and make you ask the question of, so really, what the heck is the purpose to living? If the purpose of living is you yourself and you need to manifest your own realities into life, then figure it out. It's not to do this. It's to conquer. It's 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 the um, uh, the 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 old Vince Lombardi. There's no first. There's no second place. There's uh, first losers mm -hmm. or something like that. And the whole purpose of life there's is no, to win. There's no second place. There's only first losers. Right. And so you got to get after it. You got to win. And then there's other people. It's like, well, it's not really about living. It's just that you lived your best you. And so when you see all these different things, it makes people kind of stop and ask the question of, so really what on earth is the purpose of life? So in today's conversation, what I'm hoping that we can, oh, you're back on for me. Um, what I'm hoping we can digest a little bit is as Christians, how are we supposed to understand life in general? Okay. So not just mm -hmm. what the purpose is, but if we understand what life is, then we can then go, okay. So now that we know what life is in general, now we can find purpose in how it was created to be. Another one is if we're supposed to honor God with our lives, where do we find meaning in the day in day out monotony of life? And then last but not least, how do we handle the meaning of life? Or how do we handle the meaning of life with finding purpose? in life. So we can find what the meaning of life is, but then purpose of it then is how do you connect the two together? Okay. So the, where we want to start is always with the Bible. Okay. So, um, I can't kill their audio. Hey, we're back. Hi, <laughs> sorry guys. We'll figure this out. But, so what does the Bible say about life? Okay. So as we got, again, we got to understand how are we supposed to understand life in general? First, we got to know guys that all life comes from God. Mm -hmm. Read Genesis. I'm not reading it all. Read Genesis, but in Colossians 1, 15 through 17, it says he, which is Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation for everything was created in, by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and by him, all things are held together. So all things that were created come through Jesus, which 
is God, God the Son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so God created everything, but then not just created it, but life is still, according to this, is still found in him and mm-hmm. through him. Mm-hmm. We also know, this is kind of the pessimist side, is life is fleeting and so are the things of the world. Mm. We read in James 4, 13 through 17, come now you who say today or tomorrow we'll travel to such and such a city and spend a year there, do business and make profit. Yet you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, what your life will be for you are like a vapor that appears for a little while and then poof, vanishes. Poof is in the Bible, by the way. He said poof. Poof. Not really. Not poof. Poof. Uh, Verse 15, instead you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So it is the sin to know the good and yet not do it. Mm. And so that verse is I'm talking about, you know the good. Oh, tomorrow we'll do the good thing. We'll do the right thing tomorrow. We won't do it today. That's kind of what that's talking about. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, our life is like a vapor. It's here and then it just goes away. I mean, I think of my dad, right? He was just going home or going back to work from school. And then just like that, his life was taken in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to make this, you know, you know, cast some shade or do some dead dad jokes. That's not the purpose. But in reality, we don't know when life is going to stop. Right. And even when people who live to be 90, 100 years old, they said, man, that went by quick. Yep. And so we know life is fleeting. And then when you look at Ecclesiastes, right, Song of Solomon, you basically had the wisest, which makes you wonder why he's so wise, but he had so many wives. But so he was the wisest, smartest, richest, most powerful king in the history of Israel. Mm-hmm. At the end of his life, he basically said, I did this and this and did this and this. And in fact, when you read before what's coming up, he basically says, you know, I tried the career thing. I tried the sex thing. I tried the power thing. I tried the the CEO builder thing. Basically said, I have tried everything. And then this is the final chapter in the book of Ecclesiastes. It says, so writing to someone else, remember your creator in the days of your youth. When you're young, remember the, remember your creator. Before the days of adversity come and the years approach when you will say, I have no delight in them. Mm-hmm. Before the sun and the light are darkened and the moon and the stars and the clouds return after the rain, on the day when the guardians of the house tremble and the strong man stoop and the women who grind grain cease because there are few and the one who watch through the window sees dimly, the door at uh, the doors at the street are shut while the sound of the mill fades when one rises at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of song grow faint. Also, they are afraid of the heights and dangers of the road. The almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper loses its spring, and the cat burberry has no effect, for the mere mortal is headed to his eternal home. And the mourners will walk around in the street before the silver cord is snapped and the gold bowl was broken and the jar is shattered at the spring and the wheel is broken at the well and the dust returns to the earth as it once was and the spirit returns to God who first gave it. Absolute futility, says the teacher. Everything is futile. Or in the King Jimmy, vanity. Everything is vanity. In addition to the teacher being a wise man, he constantly taught the people of knowledge. He weighed, explored, and arranged many proverbs. The teacher, which is why we believe this is Solomon, Mm -hmm. the teacher sought to find delightful sayings and write words of truth accurately. The sayings of the wise are like cattle prods, and those from masters of collections are like the firmly embedded nails. They are sayings, or the, the sayings are given by one shepherd. But beyond these, my son, be warned. There is no end to the making of many books. And uh, much study wearies the body. When all has been heard, the conclusion the conclusion of the matter is this. Basically, he's saying, when you take all the sources in life, all the reading, all the wise men, all the counsel, all the books, all the podcasts, all the do- documentaries, mm-hmm. after you absorb everything in life, the conclusion of the matter is this. 
Fear God and keep his commands, because this is for all humanity, or God will bring every act to judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or evil. Hmm. And this is the challenge that Solomon basically gave his son, the wise man. Come, He says, so remember your creator in the days of youth. While you are young, remember your creator. Mm. After you do everything, you try to gain and aspertain and grasp at everything. At the end, it's all not because it's all going to disappear. That's what, that, that's what he was saying. All these things are going to go away, right. but only one thing's for certain. Not even death or taxes. But God. But God. Yep. And then, so if we continue on, though, what the Bible say about life? All life comes from God. We also see that life is fleeting, and so are things of the world. We also see that God, in this passage, is the fact of, is the end-all, be-all. But we also see what we're supposed to do while we're living, and that is we are actually called to do good works. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, we know this verse well. For by grace you're saved through faith. It's not your own doing. It's God's gift, not the result of work, so that way no one may boast. For we are what he made us to be, right? Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand to be our way mm. of life. James 1, 22 through 27 says, but be doers of the word and not hold hearers only deceiving yourselves because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks at his own face in the mirror. He looks at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of person he was probably because he has ADHD. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works. This person will be blessed in what he does. If anyone thinks he is religious without holding his tongue or controlling his tongue, his religion is useless, and he deceives himself. Here's pure and undefiled religion before God the Father. Look after orphans and widows, the motherless and the fatherless, in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. In other words, you can be in it, but don't absorb those stains. Make sure you wash it with tide, baby. <laughs> Philippians 2, 1 through 18, it's a massive passage. We're not going to read into it, but basically it's the idea of the fact of the Apostle Paul is telling those in, at Philippi have the exact same mindset as Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He humbled himself in the foundation on the form of man and became a servant. And he served even to the point of death. And so and when we read that passage, the whole idea is the fact of, we're called to, in the same way Jesus did, serve one another. Right. We also see in James 1 through 27, we're supposed to give, not just out of our abundance, but just give and take care of people. We're supposed to control our tongue, look after widows and orphans are in distress. Don't just hear what the Bible has to say. Don't just hear what God tells you, but actually, you know, do it. Put on your big boy pants and go do it. Be the hands and feet. But ultimately, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, for uh, we are what he made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us. And then, but here's the other thing too, and, and I don't want to go into this too much because I don't want to take too much time, but there's also a ton of different verses about the fact that we're not supposed to just live for ourselves, but we're called as a meaning and purpose, to find purpose in our life, that we're called to go and serve others. Matthew 20, 26 through 28 says, but whoever is great among you, be a servant. John 13, 12 through 14 talks about um, when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, that he did the lowliest job in the social economic culture of that time. John 15, 12 says, this is my commandment. Love one another as I loved you. I have tons of other passages, but they all point to one simple thing of because you follow Jesus, what God did for you, therefore you are to serve others. And so as we're trying to find purpose in life, I think it's really easy, you know, to kind of take a step back from all of this, you know, go back to the bird's eye, the drone view, Ooh, 21st century, go back to the drone view when it just goes in the air, that little annoying pitch. How high? 
Eh, maybe just, you know, we'll just say 300 feet. Okay. So, <laughs> so when we take a bird's eye drone view of this whole conversation of, okay, so God created life. We're, we're not always here for forever. You know, life's a vapor. It's going to disappear. If we chase after everything, it's going to end up falling short of all of our hopes, dreams, and aspirations. And then in the meantime, we're called to serve one another. Mm. I guess here's the question of when we understand that mentally, how do we remind ourselves in the midst of the monotonous life to find purpose in that? Especially I'm thinking like, you know, the 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 stay-at-home mom who literally has baby talk all day long and always has spit up all over them. The the person who does the same and same out job at like a, a factory, you know, where it's like they're just putting parts together and it's the same exact thing day in and day out. Someone like you who's, you know, just trying to operate and make sure the furnace stays on and make sure that the, the steel's going. I make websites for crying out loud. Really, what purpose in life is that except just people want to make money off of it, I guess. But you know, when when we get stuck in the monotony and we don't maybe feel like you know, man, it's my life on purpose. Like, you know, pastors, like they're pouring into people. They're doing this kind of stuff. You know, you got school teachers who are trying to raise the next generation. These are what we call the noble professions in, in I would say, in normal talk. But in the day-to-day life, how do we connect the, the way we feel and the way we think versus what we read in Scripture? So I want to, I'm going to answer that with a Scripture. Oh, <laughs> okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Oh, Okay. Uh, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to reframe refrain from embracing a time to search and a time to give up a time to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear and a time to mend a time to be silent and a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate a time for war and a time for peace what do workers gain from their toil okay i have seen the burden god has laid on the human race he has made everything beautiful in its time he has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and taken. Uh, nothing can take, and nothing taken from it. God does it so that the people will fear him. Whatever is, whatever is has already been, and what will be has been before, and God will call the past to account. And I saw something else under the sun in the place of judgment and wickedness, and it goes on. But what I basically want to say with all this is that there's a time for everything. So that, that mom that's at home, that website designer, that furnace mechanic, yeah, you're in a time, you're in a season right now, but take heart because... When a time starts, a time's eventually going to end. So, right? so question, and, I, and it's it's not to me take over the conversation. Sure. It's more to, to to ask a follow up to what you're saying. You know, in in today's culture, there's a lot of you know, go, go you know go go treat yourself, go live your best life. Is it bad then to want to go travel the world to experience new things, different cultures, different foods, different different vibes, different atmospheres? Like, are those vanity things, or are those good pursuits to have? Because, you know, growing up, I was certain not just you near know, student life, death, and taxes, more the fact that there's only two things that last forever, the souls of God and or the <laughs> the souls of God. Whoop. The word of God and the souls of men. So that's sure. your, if your focus isn't focused on just bringing people to heaven, you're wasting your life. 
Well, so, but so how do we handle that? So we, everything that we do, we should do for what? The glory of God in, okay. in anything that we do, right? We should do it for the glory of God. So I would say, is it for the glory of God? That would be my follow-up question to your follow-up question. Yeah, but and I think, what you do. But, but, I mean, but God wires people differently too. I, I, you know? Well, I can't, I, I can't answer that for anybody. I can answer it for my own life, but I can't answer that for you. I can't answer that for Beth. I can't answer that for uh, Joe Schmo in Africa. I, I can't do that, right? Because that's between you and the Lord. That that's a that's a something that you've got to answer for yourself. Of hey, is it okay that I do this? Well, it's your walk. You got to answer know, that. And I think God creates everybody a little bit different. Like there are some people who have the wanderlust, just heart where they want to go see all of God's creation. Sure, and they want to go experience and see. And, and again, we see that creation even points to the glory of God. And sure. so there's nothing wrong with enjoying God because a lot of people. You know, there's. Uh, but we go I back I to what book we're talking about. There's a book that was about different ways to to try to connect with God in nature sure. is the way some people find it in the same way that some people do it in reading church history or reading theology or just chat with people in coffee shops. Yeah, sure. So my only, my only thing is, is are we, um, and I'm trying to find it. You had it here and we read it and I'm trying to remember the one about the widows and orphans. Uh, is that James? James, James yeah. one. So, so in those things, right. If we're, if we're constantly looking after ourselves, how are we looking after the widows and the orphans and, and the needy and are we just, being here is only deceiving ourselves and not being doers of the word is my next question. Right. right? So So I I think there's a fine balance is what I'm saying. So is there, I I don't think it's necessarily wrong to do it, but I think there needs to be a balance. It shouldn't be your only focus Mm -hmm. because we are called to do greater works than these. Right. And and what are those greater works? Well, the, the greater works is the, the one is the commission that every Christian has been given Matthew 28. I mean, the great commission is the commission to all all Christians. Why? Because it was given to the disciples, and who were the disciples supposed to teach? They were supposed to go and what? Make more disciples. Okay, and so if they're disciples, wouldn't they, they learn from the disciples who learned from Jesus, and wouldn't that same calling apply to them at that point, right? Yep. And discipleship doesn't mean going out, baptizing, and spreading the word of God, the gospel, uh, doesn't mean you have to be a televangelist or a street preacher or an ordained pastor or a missionary. You can be a missionary to your neighbors in your backyard. That's all you got to be. It's living the life that God has you in and and be the doer of the word in the life that you have and take hope and and be edified in the life that you have because God has you in this time and a season for a reason, for his glory. Mm-hmm. It's ultimately for his glory and his purposes why you're in a season of life. So to me... Sometimes it is. It's monotonous, right? And and I think about you, the, the grind that you and Beth are doing right now. Oh, tedious, tedious grind of of dude wa- working all day and then having to help take care of the kids and help Beth out and then the the long feedings with Lennox and and I don't and just grind, help grind, grind, because it's no, not yeah. just Beth, but we take care of the kids. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Know. But what I'm saying is that you're working, right? You got to work to provide for your family. So there is a big chunk where it is. Beth taking mm-hmm. care of the kids, right? And then when you're done with the work, you go and do the work. Right. And, and, and I think that's where some of that exhaustion comes from is the fact. Now, and this is when Beth, when Beth says, like, you know, at some point, I, I have to realize that I'm living someone else's dream. And my, that, that is. Man, that's a, that's a good saying. And, and I've, been, I've been thinking about that. Or there's, the, or there's the question of why are you complaining now what you're praying for in the past? Mm, you know? Ooh, that's even better. You know, like and so those. it's a fact of. Not everyone gets to say this, and I'm not trying to brag about it, but it's the fact of I work from home. Mm-hmm. I'm technically my own boss. 
Right. I technically can say no to whatever I want to say no to and yes to whatever I want to say to for work. And I also get the added benefit of the reality of the, you know, and I don't want to go too much into it, but, but just we have alternative revenue streams too. Sure. That, well, so I don't have to make, I don't so, have to grind so hard that I, that I have to bring in all this money to take care of everybody. But not only that, right? You have eight beautiful children, mm-hmm. right? You have a wife whom you love. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets that either. So th- those right. are extra things that you might be living that part of somebody's dream. Maybe, maybe somebody can't have children and can't adopt or isn't been able to foster to it. Whatever. I mean, I don't know the circumstances, and I'm not trying to speak in the circumstances. But maybe there's some reason that keeps them from being able to have children. And you have you. God's blessed you with eight, eight, and I know it's hard. My three are hard. I can't even imagine adding another five to it. Like the three that I have it's are, it's hard. It's it is rough. rough. And so, but God calls children a blessing. I'm still looking for the blessing, but God calls them a blessing. <laughs> no, that, I, love, I, I love my, my kids. My mama said I didn't become a blessing until I was 20. I, I, so good I, luck with that one. My kids are blessing. It's just hard. And it's, <laughs> but it's, I know it's the time. We love you, Piper, Noel, and Shy. It's the time that God has us in right now, right? Yep. And it's not going to be this way forever. Because eventually, eventually, our kids are going to grow up eventually our kids are going to have somewhat lives of their own, right? Somewhat. I mm-hmm. mean, I, your circumstances are a little bit different than mine, you know, and I'm not going to go much, too much right, that, but, but we are teaching our kids and, and to be honest, this is a balance that Beth brings a beautiful balance into my life. Cause if you say, all right, Mark, we're trying to, do, I'm like, I'm trying to raise kids that are just fruitful members of society. Like they're, they're able to engage and plug in and do really good work right. and help people and let people. And she goes, and love Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, boo-boo. Yeah, girl, you're right. You're right. Forgot that one. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and so when I'm thinking through those thoughts, it's I get so focused on what I have to do, not who I'm doing it for. And I know, and and again, mentally, I know the fact of, like, like you know, um, at church, we do something called the benediction. And so yeah. Beth, Amy, and you guys know what I'm talking about. At the end of every service, we read a scripture together, and yep. it changes like every quarter. We do the same thing. Oh, you guys have a benediction verse that mm-hmm. end the service now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job. Good job, associate. Or is that Scott or whoever did it? Chris Gripe, actually. Woo! Go, go, Papa Cripe. Uh, but so right now, our verse is, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, which, you know, when you see therefore, you got to ask, what is it there for? It's, it's saying that we have a victory in Christ Jesus. So therefore... Brothers and sisters, be steadfast and movable, always excelling in the work. Oh, always excelling in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor is not in vain mm. if it's in the Lord. Yep. And so when we when we hear that benediction, we say it every single Sunday. I, I love it because that's an anchor point for me of the right. fact of I'm not in vain, and I, and I have to remember. And you know, sometimes you forget the blessings you have when it's annoying and it's hard. But I, I was chatting with someone. Oh, we talked about this a little bit. Beth and I had a date night. We went to the grotto. Yep, I didn't tell yep. you anything more about the fact that my our date night just got interrupted. But it was this this wonderful older lady, and she, literally, I was almost neighbors with her. Like I was a road. Like I grew up a road down from her. Mm. My my teenage life, which is wild to think about. And she sure. went to Trinity, and so we entered, we we caught up with her at the grotto, and you know we were just sharing our story a little bit. And and I said the words, you know, since I was able to do this. I've been able to share my my faith, and not just even my faith, but my story. Because it's one thing to to talk with someone that you're kind of making connection with. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you should follow Jesus, you should follow Jesus, you should follow Jesus. But it's more the fact of no, we we did this because of our love for Jesus. And you know, I, we have Beth, and we have these kids, and, and you know, we 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 did foster, or Beth did foster care, and she adopted them. And but man, I could never do that. And we're like, yeah, she Beth couldn't either. But you know. That's why Jesus stepped in and took care of it. Yeah, stepped out in faith and and, and Christ so took care of it. And so our story, I, I've been able to connect with Christians all around 
America with it, of, of people who are my clients now. I've been able to reach so many people who are part of the, the Church of Latter-day Saints, the uh-huh. Mormons, the, those who are farthest you can possibly believe from from Christianity. And, and so I've been able to share my story and, and hopefully be a testimony of Th- this is what it's all about. Yes, I have a job, but at the end of the day, my job is to take care of you, and I want to take care of you the best that I can. Right. And so there is a lot of joy that can be found in them. It's just not very joyful when it's hard grinding work. So, like it's work. so think about it, right? So we see so many parts of the Bible where people were lamenting or depressed okay. or crying out for God. So the Bible's not full of stories of happiness and joyfulness. Again, there's a time and a season, right? There's a season where you can feel, oh, pretty rough. Oh, I don't, I mean, I'm having a real hard time even doing my daily devotions. Man, I'm really having a hard time staying in prayer. Now, again, I would still encourage you, right? That's your communication. That's how you build the relationship with Christ. So if you feel far from God or if you don't feel connection with God, well, how's your prayer life? How's your... How's your Bible reading? Because your prayer life is you're speaking to him, and your Bible reading is him speaking to you, and that's how the relationship grows is that. cycle. So if you're not doing those two things, then your relationship's not going to grow, and you're probably going to feel more and more helpless the longer you go without it. And it is hard, especially when you're in the grind Mm -hmm. of saying, man, i got to carve out time. But then that's when we need to take stock and reprioritize. How can we help our family if we can't lead our family? What is most important to us? Is it the daily grind? Is it that dollar amount? Is it that watch? Is it that driving a Tesla? Is it having that jet airplane? Is it being an amazing podcaster? Be is it being dope. an influencer? Is it being, you know, a Revive Fest you know, guest? <laughs> is it being this? Is it being, no, it's not, it it's being not, on the stage in the spotlight. It's not about that, right? It's about your relationship with God. But as a man who has a family, it's about how we minister and treat our wife first. That's our first ministry, mm-hmm. and our kids are second ministry, and then everything else, right? And we got to reprioritize God first, wife second, kids third, church fourth, and then everything else. I think that we need to always continue to come back to the refocus of, all right, if God's going to truly be priority, then I have to carve out time in my day. So let me ask I you this to. then, because I don't, I don't want it to just be about me. So with you. In, in your various career paths, right? Like sure. you were before you were working at the steel mill, you were at the, uh, I was at a place in Goshen that, that, the, the, the stair place. Yep. Right. So, yep. so for those jobs, it, do you ever get stuck in that monotony? specifically as a, I mean, cause you're a mechanic. Like, I mean, now granted you have a, a stupid, important job at that steel mill. Sure. Like if, if you fall asleep on the job, a lot of crap can go down. Sure. Right. And so, and yes, because of the steel you guys were able to make, we're able to do so much cool things in the world because of it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. But do you ever get stuck in going, what the heck am I doing here? Oh, all like, the time. is there a purpose to this? Like, so, like seriously, so, I'm here keeping a, a, a I'm, keep, I'm here keeping the fire on. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a little honesty out there. I'm struggling right now with that, of, of the monotony of the job. And like, I'm just, I'm not feeling fulfillment. I've never, I've never had a job where I've felt fulfillment. To where it's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is this what I'm called dream. to this be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I've never had that in my life. It's always been, I do it because I have to. I'm at this job because it provides for my family. That's what I'm doing the job for, right? It's my job to take care of my family financially, but then I also make sure I take care of my family spiritually. I get them to church. You know, we do family devotions. We do prayer time every single day. Like these are the things. And is my heart in it 100% of the time? No, and I don't think it would be. But I know I'd be doing a disservice to my kids if I didn't show them the discipline of doing it and doing it and doing it and the, the repetitiveness because 
though it my heart may not always be in it, it helps them see that it's an important thing to have in their lives that they should hopefully continue to do as they grow older, that they'll do their daily devotions, that they'll do their prayer time daily in the morning and at night before bed and before each meal. And it's it's building those habits, right? And and that's what, for me, right? And this I'm not putting this on anybody else. This is just a structure that, that Janelle and I have decided was important for our family is, is having that structure of daily devotions. And we do it at night before bed. It's like, hey, we're going to do devotions. We're going to read a book for story time or look at old family pictures and videos. And then we're going to say prayers Family time. and we're going to go to, we're going to go night night, right? That's, that's what we do every single night, except for on a small group night, because small group, usually people don't leave till like 10 30 or at that point. You're good to bed. Melatonin. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not even melatonin. They're, they're falling asleep anyway. So, but it's cool because we, they're able to see us interact with other Christians. We're talking about God. They're around. They're seeing that, right? They're seeing mm-hmm. us living life together in our tribe. And that's finding purpose outside of it. So where do yeah. you find your purpose inside of that monotony then? For me or yeah. for my family? For you personally. For me, like, like, how do you keep your 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 eye focused on the on mm-hmm. on the end game on the, on the ball? You know. So for me, it's it's that constant reminder. But not just me. Like you, my wife reminds me of man. Hey, think I'll I'll say something. She'd be like, hey, you know, it's not like that. Our and lives like, are wonderful people because they keep us on the straight and oh, very my, narrow. My wife is is wonderful. <laughs> but honestly, what keeps my my mind and and I focused on God is all that he has brought me out of mm. and where he has brought me to and the blood I came, I destroyed my own life and God brought me from destruction of life into a wonderful life. So I can see the blessings. Now, Janiel helps remind me of the blessings sometimes because sometimes you just kind of lose sight. But and that's so, even what friends and family are for. But I think right? that that's the, the importance of, we talked about episode one, does our past affect our future? It does to a point of, it helps us remember what God has saved us out of, which is exactly what we are talking to in episode one of we are saved from something. That's the beauty of it. And that's why we are should remember it not to be boastful in it, but remember it to see the glory of God through it and to encourage us to continue to press on and move forward as a runner on a race, as Paul would describe. We're mm-hmm. running the race, right? And sometimes we get fatigued. And it's okay. It's okay to be fatigued. It's okay to be down. But you got to run, still run the race. You still got to figure out a way to mm, jumpstart it again. Mm, jumpstart mm-hmm. it again. You have to find that second, third, fourth, fifth win. For me, a lot of the times, to be honest with you, it's the podcast. Usually there'll be a topic in the podcast that'll get me excited and stoked yes, again. Sir. Or I'll, I'll read a book and I'll, I'll get like stirred up again to start studying more. Honestly, or, mine's church history thinking of reading a book. When I read the, the, the when I read about what yeah. the saints did, I'm like, holy crap, that Mark, was that, let's get moving. That podcast, uh, The Men Who Rock the World, that really got me mm, a fire in me for a while. And it was like, this is awesome. And I just started ah, going crazy. I mean, look at all the books that I have. Most of these books weren't here five years ago. Nope. And it's like, read, 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 read. And then it's like, okay, okay. And then look. And then it's, you know, it goes back. I don't even forth. read that much. Shoot. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like even, to read. So I don't even listen that much anymore. But, but, you know, it's all about seeking God, being honest with God. There were so many times that David cried out to God in his circumstances. Mm. There was so there was times when Paul cried out to God and his he cried out to God three times, remove this thorn from my side. Nope. So and got to know. And then, so what did he say? All right, to God be the glory. <laughs> like, all right, I'll just accept it. Now you haven't removed it. You said, you told me, no, I'm just going to accept it and just move on and be grateful for it. And, uh, cause he knew he, that God was going to get the glory in it. And yep. so sometimes that's what we have to see of, I, man, my life might just suck. And 
all right, to God be the glory, you know, he'll get the glory in it somehow. And God tends to try to, you know, all things work to the good and the glory of God. So, so question then coming out of that, you know, sure. so out of that thought, is it okay to be at a job that let's be honest, doesn't seem like it has a higher calling that doesn't seem like it has a higher purpose. You might be thinking, people might be thinking, you know, I'm just doing this. Like, what's the purpose of be doing? Like, is, is it is it okay to just be in a quote unquote monotonous job? It's just yeah. an active member of society. Sure. Like, is that a is that a bad thing, or do we need to try to find this higher mystical purpose and meaning to find the fulfillment in, in what we do? I would say my opinion. I'll give you Fuller's opinion. Plus, because I have an opinion on it too. I would say, and they probably differ because that's just how we roll sometimes. It be what it be. My opinion is, no, it's okay to totally be in a monotonous job. No, it is okay. It, it's it's okay to <laughs> oh, be. Yes, in, yes, it's yes, it's okay. okay to be in a monotonous job because there, we have responsibilities, and through those jobs, we should count it as blessings because yep, God can use those jobs for us as a mission field in certain aspects we can be christ to certain people without even preaching ever our lives are we're supposed to be ambassadors our lives are supposed to shine the light of christ and so we can do that wherever we're at one number two if you have a family like you and i you got to provide for your family so just because you don't feel fulfilled in your job is not you are like you're keeping the lights on man yeah you're fulfilling the stewardship role the, the the responsibility of taking care of your family that provider role that god is so you are providing the greater purpose a part of your role uh, and so I see that a monotonous job, that dream job, you, not that the dream job, I'm not saying a dream job or being a fulfilling job is a bad thing. I don't think it matters either way. I would say if, if it's causing you to fail as a steward, as far as, uh, your job hopping, because you don't feel fulfillment, I would worry about you then I would say, Hey, you know, you got a family or whatever to watch out for. Or if you don't have a family, Hey, the more you job hop, the harder, if you do decide to have family, it's going to be to provide for a family when you don't have stability. Yep. You got to get that stability going. That's just my opinion on it, though. That's just a fuller opinion. I just see being a good steward uh, uh, is does not just apply to money. It, it applies to time. It applies to our work ethic. It, it applies to a lot of things on how we steward things. Um, and again, if we're only working for the gratification of ourselves. Or if we're only working for the gratification of money or success or status, we're doing it for the wrong reason. Because God says, do everything that you do as you're doing it. Or Paul says, to do it as you're doing it unto God. Yep. As I say, so, that's it right there, and man. And so that's what, that should always, the king. always be our mindset. And everything that we do, do it unto the glory of God. Whether serving it's serving the kingdom, baby. Whether it's plunging a toilet or whether it's, you know, I've done a lot of that. Being a tele, being a televangelist, I I don't know. I just try, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of two different drastic stances, and neither job is bad. We need both jobs in this society, mm-hmm. and both jobs have the fulfillment of paying the bills. There's nothing wrong. People that work at McDonald's, that's fine. That's great. If that's where God has you, great. That's where you need to be. If, if God has you on disability, that's fine. That's great. That's where God has you to be. Now, if you're just being lazy, all right, you might want to check. <laughs> but there's also the 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 other side. Too, of over hustling right a hundred percent like the, the 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 hustle and grind culture that's, is also not good that's why i said you know? stewardship of time right <laughs> the, the time aspect we're of not it too. saying don't be lazy and just get out there and do no. the work like you know work but those I'm, 20 hours a day but no. I'm, not, I'm not saying don't you know i am saying don't find every excuse in the book not to go do the work because the bible is clear that a man that doesn't work doesn't eat like that that is very but again clear. what Ecclesiastes for every time there is a season. Like there, I remember there, there were times 100%. when you and I both were in college 
where we would have to stay up super late to work on papers 100%. and work. And, and there'd be times where you have to pull double shifts and you have to hustle and you have to grind. And, you have to, you know, yeah. if you want to make something, go after it, go get it, go sure. hustle. Like you got to do that. But then there's also a point where, I mean, I remember oh, they, they were on the podcast, Tim and Sarah Carroll, right? Yep. And yep. I remember Sarah, she quit a job and one that I was, I, I was freelancing for. She quit it because the CEO literally said, I feel like you're choosing your family over the, over the business and that's not okay. And she went, peace. Because she I goes, mean, my family, she goes, really? I'm supposed to sacrifice okay. my family on the altar of your business? And again, that's but where. That's, that's what he did. That's, again, where you have to keep priorities straight. Right. God, spouse, children, if you have those first two. If not, yep. it's just God, church, or serving others. I say church. It's really serving others, right? Love God, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two greatest commandments. Yep. But when you have a family, it goes God, wife, children, if you have them. And then serving others. And that's the way it goes. Like that's, you got to keep priorities straight and part of, and there's a balance because part of taking care of your wife, taking care of your family is the stewardship of, you got to have finances. You got to have the stability. You got to be able to feed and put a roof over the head like that. Those are, those are important things. And, and there's some people in other parts of the world that, you know, they struggle. That's the grind just to do, they grind 18 hours a day just to put a little food or, uh, you know, maybe like a stick shack over the roof of their family. And that's okay. We forget Re how blessed we are, man. Re rejoice in what God has you in right now, knowing that the situation God has you in, he is going to glorify himself in. We don't have to understand everything. It's okay not to understand everything because we have an all-powerful, all-loving, all-knowing God, our Father, that takes care of us. And if he takes care of the, the grass of the field and the flowers in the field and the birds of the air, how much more is he going to take care of you? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Keep your priorities straight. That's what that whole scripture is about. And I, and I feel like a lot of people that get stuck in the Monday. Now, there's... There, there's a song, man, I, I can't pull it top of my head. It, and it was one that I kind of clung to after I resigned from Southside, after my world went, <laughs> and it was the <laughs> nuke. And, and it was David saying, you know, I used to do this. I used to lead worship at the, yeah. at, at the temple. I used to lead people before the throne of Jesus. I used to be that top guy. And now I'm, I'm just chilling over here doing nothing. Right. And, and I clung to that, you know, and I think there are a lot of people out there specifically who are listening where it's like, you know what? You know, the, 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 the quote unquote higher calling jobs of being a pastor, being a missionary, being a teacher, um, even people who are like, no, no, like they're teachers in seminaries or professors or whatever. These ones where it's like you're pouring counselors, therapists, like these mm. where you're trying to help people have better lives. Sometimes we look at those and be like, man, that's a, that's a higher escalon of a, of a position because it seems like there's more purpose behind it. Yeah. What's the purpose of me making sandwiches for people? Like, there's no purpose in that. People got to eat. <laughs> and, 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 but I know what we can get stuck in that purpose and yep. in that grind and, and, and those different things. But, you know, coming from the guy who literally led people to the throne of Jesus and worship and teaching and creating experiences, all those different things, my priorities weren't always right in mm -hmm. that. Because there were so many times that I would do that because it was easy. To be honest, it's really easy to be a youth pastor it's really hard to be a parent to a teenager. Mm. And so for me yeah. as the youth pastor, you, you can know, send them on their way. <laughs> well, right. And I can create the, and you were coming to me you can on make it my turn in my schedule. Yeah, right. And you know, life gets hard. I mean, I can give you some good advice, but I'm not your parent, you know? Right, right. And now it's like, ah, oh, crap, I'm stuck with this person. Like, 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 and what I tell them and what I do, I influence them and that's going to dictate their attitude. And then they don't listen. <laughs> yeah, right and then they don't even uh, listen. Don't even get and, me started. And so, but you know, I was, I was, I was talking with Beth, you know, there's that Bible verse. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. 
saying we found good things yep, being folded yep, yep. because they keep us straight and um well that could be taken kind of weird they well, keep us straight in both ways closet. yeah, yeah <laughs> there you go there we got kids um <laughs> But, but, you know, but, but I remember oh, Beth saying, she, she was like, you were really good as a youth pastor. You were great at what you did. You have a teenager in the house now. So what are you going to do about it? Ooh, the cha- the gauntlet has been thrown down. You used to do children's ministry and you would teach, you would lead worship, you would do lessons, you would do this. You have a children's, not just kids in the house. I got a freaking children's, I got a bus ministry in my house because we, we drive basically a, a, a bus. bus. A big bus. I mean, I got bus. eight kids in my in my in in my steed that I'm called to care for. And to be honest with you, it's I I struggle with coasting. There's certain now. Let's be honest. Every parent will say there's some kids that are just easier to get along with. There's easier kids that just you know it's they're less squeaky, so you don't need to give as much effort to just to enjoy being with that kid. And then there's also the reality of it. Sometimes it's hard based on the season because like if we're trying to have more like little kid mm. devotions, like the older kids are like. I'm out. And then, then we try to have do stuff for the older kids. The little kids are like, let's burn this house down. Like, it's like, no, it's, it's hard. It's, it's exhausting. And beyond by the time they go to bed, I'm like, for your safety, it's better. You just go to bed. (laughs) So quiet. And, and I, and we need that. But then I also know once I go to bed, I'm not done. I got to take care of Lennox who literally cannot do anything without mom or dad. And there's, and there's exhaustion. And, and the other night, like I passed out, I fed Lennox for his seven o'clock feeding. I took a, pre, we don't yeah. call it naps. Uh, Beth calls it my pre-sleep because I go to sleep and then I wake up for like an hour and then I go back to sleep. That's it's not a nap, what it's I a do. Pre-sleep. Uh, it's a dad thing, man. But a couple <laughs> nights ago, Beth and I talked for like two hours after that. Yeah. And Beth and I needed that. And I, we don't get that all the time. I call you know? it, we're like an old phone and the battery drains really fast and we need a quick recharge to keep going for the rest of the night. <laughs> it's like your AirPods, you know, it, That's when it's dead, it's dead, but you plug in for 30 minutes. Oh, hey, yeah. look, I got two hours that use out yeah. of it. We're good now. <laughs> and so, you know, there's, there is that level and I'm, I'm thinking of the people who and, and, I, and I feel like I could finally connect with those people of, you know, I, to be honest with you, I, I never felt like I worked a monotonous job where it was just a day in, day out grind. Like, like it was work, sure. student ministry, associate pastor, yeah. church work is hard work because it's emotionally and it's, and it's mentally exhausting. Right. But it's also different now where it's like, you know, I could sit there and ask myself of what's, what's the meaning of this? What's the purpose of all of this? Why am I doing what I'm doing? It doesn't really help anybody mm-hmm. but at the same time it's it's the fact of no I'm, I, I'm able to provide a safe place for my kids who to be honest with you many many of them were orphans right. in some ways or and they weren't from orphans good, good areas they were for they're forgotten right they were left they were abandoned right and so so yes in, in our house i'm able to provide a safe place for them to learn 100 um i was telling Beth, i feel like we it. don't and i was telling them, i'm like i'm ready to get back involved in church ministry i'm, I'm ready to, not not like work full-time but like sure just get back involved with a small group or serve in our church like i'm ready to get back into it yep. and i hear that not as a pastor but just as a servant i just want to serve that's what i do that's what i got back into it as a as a small group just leader. just get yeah. back in but the hard thing is, is is it's not the fact that oh we just don't have time it's the fact of no we ain't got at the bandwidth and beth is always like you know don't let that be an excuse for not serving our family because that's a ministry too here's what you do you have people over to your house and that's what we've been working and, on yeah and you let the kids go buck wild in their own space and they minister them there <laughs> that way you don't have to worry about them breaking other people's stuff that's what they we break do my stuff. <laughs> they can break my stuff because i'm used to it <laughs> and our house is pretty much kid proof so, yeah so you know let them go buck wild and you just have the conversations <laughs> and so 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 to bring it back full circle with the idea of purpose and meaning in life there are those questions of 
are we supposed to go find meaning in life? Are we supposed to create this purpose in life? Because we're all created a little bit differently. Or is it more the fact of we know that God has set aside good works that he's pre- ahead, he has prepared for us ahead of time. So is it the fact that we just need to find a higher purpose, a higher calling? Or do we just need to look around and go, God, where have you placed me right now? And maybe we just need to grow where we're planted rather yes. than look around and go, no, I need to discover and find my own meaning and purpose and find my own you and manifest this into reality. Or is the fact of, you know what? I'm here. It is what it is. You know, if it's meant to be, let it be, let it be, baby, just let it be. And this is what we're called to do in mm. this. Maybe it's a season of life. You know, we talked about like having a calling on your life. Like I have a calling to help people. And I'm like, Beth, I don't feel like I'm leaning in that. She goes, have you seen your crazy group of kids over there? Like we're helping them right now. Yeah. We're helping people through a pod. Like who, who, who thought back in the day a podcast would be helping people? Two like, dudes what, in the basement. What the snap, dude? We should, we should change podcast name to just two, two dudes, dudes in the basement. basement. <laughs> I don't think that would get as many clicks on the, on the good old algorithm. They're going to the be SEO like, work. I don't have as many clicks, no, man. No, no. But, you know, but then there's the reality of life is hard, and, and but we're able to lean on each other like we talked about before the podcast even started where I'm like, bro, I feel like you're literally driving this podcast forward right now, and I'm just trying to show up and keep up with you. And you're like, nah, boo boo. Remember the first couple of years? It was all time, you. Time in a season, my friend. It was all friend. you. And I, and I remember you showing up in your work clothes most of the time. All the time. Because you came, got some T Bell, got gassed up, both physically oh, and yeah. mentally. And then we Showed did the podcast. Up. And you went home and slept. You went back to work and you came back the next week. And it was the same thing the over and over. Grind over and over again. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I liked what you said of sometimes you just got to look around. It reminds me of a, a, a song from the Acapella Vocal Band, AVB. The what? That's what they're called, acapella vocal band. They're from, the, they're, they're from like the 80s and 90s. Of course, there's Fuller, folks. Yeah, there's the boomer. You know, reaching, <laughs> reaching on back, on the way back. Come on, Petra. But there was a song where they were like, uh, open my eyes so I can see uh, what am I supposed to be. Uh, <gasps> I, my, I know my feelings get the best of me. Open my eyes so I can see. And it's like a prayer. And it's like, open my ears so I can hear. Uh, and then that's like an old, oh, like, man, it's yeah, so I for, I, for some reason, I feel like phenomenal. I, I remember the words, but I kind of, we'll, but, we'll listen to it after the show's done. But it's, uh, it's a hundred percent what we do, right? Get, live where God has planted you, right? Open your eyes and see the blessings that you have around you. We, we tend to get so focused and forget to be reaching back here. I think it was 2020. We did it this Thanksgiving episode of being thankful. Yeah. So we got, we got to learn to be thankful and look around at what God has given and everything. Us. Give thanks. Even if you have nothing, I'm sure God has given you something like breath in your lungs. Oh, <laughs> oh, so it's a feet to walk <laughs> and yeah. a voice to talk. It's some go. ears to listen to us. Ears to hears. Yeah. It, well, yeah, because if you weren't, you wouldn't be hearing that right That's now. That's true. Anyway, so I think it's very important to continue to look around. Uh, count your blessings. Name them one by one. Find huh? your fulfillment where God has placed you. Love God. Love others. And maybe that's, that's it, is learn to be content with what we have. Yeah. And, and yeah. learn to find contentment that, in that's that. That's the meaning. And, you know, and, and I want to end with this quote I, I brought in from Blaise Pascal, you know. Oh, Pascal's wager. That's yes, actually. I know it is. Yeah, yeah. And so and it says, you know, there's a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man which cannot be fulfilled by any created thing, but only by God the creator made known through Jesus Christ. And, and that's where I kind of want to end my Amen. thoughts. Anything for you, big guy? I got That's it, bro. All right, let's do some foot facts. Foot fact. Time for fun facts with Philly.
Okay, so side note, bro, you made some fun facts shirts for your kids too, man. I did some Mario fun facts. You got facts. some Mario fun facts. So today's fun fact, I guess I gotta ask, is it a Mario fun fact or do you got a different one? It's not. It's ah, actually a... Pre- I was hoping for Mario. It's a U.S. For president. some Mario. Which, some, have you seen that new movie, the new Mario hey Brothers there, movie? Dude, I own oh. it. Yeah, we bought hey it right there, away. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it. today's fun fact. Did you know before becoming the 40th American president, Ronald Wilson Reagan served as a lifeguard and saved around 77 people? Did you know that? That's it? I didn't know that. Dang. That's he a was pretty, an actor. Dude, I, I mean, I haven't saved any people from drowning as a lifeguard. So he saved 77 more than I did. <laughs> That's actually impressive. It's actually, I, I thought it was a little, it was interesting. It was a, it was a cool That is really interesting, bit. man. Especially, you know, those lifeguards. It's like that meme where it's like, if you think you're feeling worthless right now, how would you feel about being the lifeguard at an Olympic swimming event? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, that it's just a, that's a good fun fact for yeah, you, though, man. A, you know, a little fun fact here. And you there. know what's another good fun fact? What's that? People can hang out with us over in the Facebook land. We love you know, it. we got Instagram. We get new followers every day, which is awesome. We've been posting over there very much because we've been busy in the Facebook every group. once in a while. But you know, we have have been able to just meet and just engage with so many of you guys. And I have to make a complaint. Can y'all stop changing your profile pictures? Because when y'all change your profile pictures and comment, I go. Who who's this Jesse dude? Then I'm like, oh, that's the that's the LSU Jesse. Like, you know, I'm like, I don't know who you is. Could you change profile picture again, bro? But you know, there's so many cool interactions over there in the Facebook group. There's people literally all over the world yeah. in this Facebook group, and people have been asking questions, both fun questions and honestly some hard challenging questions been able to continue the conversation over there so if you want to engage further with some of these amazing conversations just go to facebook search rtc online community or just look uh, real talk christian podcast the facebook page then the page can point you over to the group as well and if you haven't already go over to youtube hit that subscribe button and that bell notification so when we're on except for this video which has had some technical difficulties i don't know what happened you can see us yeah the internet dropped that's what happened but also if you haven't already reached out to us at real talk christian podcast podcast at gmail.com or text us at the phone number 574-400-5352 i forgot uh, again my bad we we yeah we <laughs> we still respond to that number we try we it try it takes a little bit of time to time i'm actually better at responding to texts right now than i am with with email but really it, it used to be more email than text and so i, I don't but know. We, we try Stay. guys we we probably get yeah. about a dozen messages per day oh, in some way shape or form between yeah. all the different things right. and, and we are so thankful for all those conversations we're thankful for you we're thankful for those who have left podcast review and we're halfway thankful for if you haven't left one yet so make sure you go leave one well guys even though we try to get an episode fast it's still an hour 20 so it just be it what, it is. what it be but we love you guys and until next time take it easy